Over 5 million people play football in the USA and here to bring it to you in the raw, uncut, unadulterated is the undisputed number one sports show in Atlanta and abroad. 100 yards of football live from headquarters. It's more than a game, more than a show. It's where football blends culture, economics, and society. Tap in, tune in, and lock in to 100 yards of football now. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right down to the Olympic coverage. It's the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome to 100 Yards of Football. And tonight is the last night of Black History Month. And tonight we have a Black History story we're going to tell tonight. But we have on tonight with us Miss Charlene Farrington-Jones of the Spady Museum in Delray Beach. Charlie, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to have you because, you know, on this show, pretty much people think it's a sports show, but really it's not really a sports show. It's a legend show. So anybody who's doing anything great and it's about history um, are welcome to be on this show. And so you are the executive director for the Spady Museum in Delray Beach, Florida. Awesome. I'm not the legend. My mother is actually the legend because she is the founder of the museum. Okay. So we're going to talk about her too, because she's one of my great educators Mm -hmm. uh, from the city of Delray Beach. So, so let's just go ahead and get into it. Um, Let me ask you about you before we get to your mother. Let me ask you about you. All right. right, So you graduated Boca High in 1981. Right. She's making making us all feel bad, y'all. That's okay. She's such a baby. <laughs> so, so when you when you left um, Boca High, where did you go to college? I went to Mercer University in Macon, Georgia. And I oh, got my really? Bachelor of Business Administration there, yes. Wow, okay, right down the street from me. Uh-huh. Yep. Awesome. In your neighborhood. Awesome. <laughs> so, so you got your bachelor's in what there? Business Administration. Business Administration. Yes. How, how do you get to where you are today? What, what was your career before the Spain Museum? Talk to us about that. So I had a very eclectic path to Mm -hmm. where I am today. Mm -hmm. I did a whole lot of different uh, things. I started out being a runway model when I first came to school in Miami. Awesome. Uh, Then I was working in retail. Mm -hmm. I was there when Bayside opened up and uh, Town Center opened up. (laughs) <laughs> I know oh. you <laughs> And then I was in the IT department at the Sun Sentinel. Oh, really? So I was the, the email administrator for a good 10 years at Sun Sentinel. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and during that stretch of time is when I got married, had my two children, mm-hmm. and got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. 
by the time my career was winding down at Sun Sentinel, mm -hmm. my mother had started the process of establishing the museum. And I was kind of watching her, right. um, you know, listening to the information that she and Mr. Pompey mm -hmm. were collecting and talking mm -hmm. about, mm -hmm. never having heard any of that history in school or anywhere else. There you go. Um, I was like, you know, every time I could, I would sit in their midst and listen to them talk and recount mm -hmm. um, historical stories about mm -hmm. Delray Beach and just got hooked. Wow. So as soon as the museum got to the place where they were ready to hire staff, mm -hmm. I, just, I came on over. I left the Sun Sentinel and started working awesome. at the museum and I've been there ever since. Awesome. Well, I, t I tell you, 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 got a, you got a great responsibility, but you know, I've been doing this show about two years, and I wasn't intended to do it this long, to be honest with you. But here we are. And the reason I'm here, Charlene, is because I'm having so much fun uh -huh. talking about history, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and I started this with an idea of maybe we would speak to guys in the, from the NFL perspective, professional athletes, you know. And so a lot of kids are looking up to those guys and, you know, right. put them on the show, let them tell their story. You know, and maybe we can inspire some kids. That's right? great. And so that that's where the legends piece came from, right? Mm -hmm. And so from that though, you know, I I did a lot of NFL guys and did Florida State. I'm, I'm going to continue to do some more Florida State, by the way. But I got in Delray Beach in Palm Beach County, man. I'm just having the time of my life talking to people that I know from way back in the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, guys who inspired me, guys who I played with, guys who you know. Who, who are even behind me, who, you know, looked up to me as a player and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, it's nothing like it. I'm having so much fun. Mm -hmm. And so so let's, let's talk a little bit about the Spady Museum. Okay. First of all, where, where are you located, for everybody to know? We are on Northwest Fifth Avenue, historic Fifth Avenue, because, you know, they have since renamed Southbound Federal Highway Fifth Avenue as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't, I don't know why, but right. so we call ourselves the historic Fifth Avenue. Awesome. So we're at 170 Northwest Fifth, right across the street from St. Paul AME, for those who are familiar with Delray. That's my church. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. yes. You, you know, it's amazing as a kid, you know, of course, you know, that's my family's church, St. Paul AME. And so I would always look when I would come out and see that two-story house, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. And you know, and, and Charlene, you, Charlene, you know better than me, th there were not many two-story homes in exactly. Delray, especially exactly. the black community, right? That's right. I think the next, um, it, it was the Spady house. And then the next house that was, well, I think um, Mr. Hearst's house uh -huh. was on that corner of 8th, uh, uh -huh. Northwest 8th. Right. And, third, and third, is it third? Or second. Second. Uh-huh. Right. And then I think um, Miss Sutton, Dorothy uh -huh. Sutton built a home yeah. on, yeah. is that Ninth? Ninth. Northwest Ninth uh -huh. Avenue. Right. We didn't see anything like that. And mm -hmm. so there's a picture of some of the um, the Spady house. And and then it was, um, 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 you did it over. And, and then yeah. now there's a Spady Cultural Heritage Museum. Right. Now imagine that two-story house in 1920s. And oh, wow. oh yes. There Absolutely. definitely weren't uh, any other homes like that in the black community no. or the white community for that matter in Absolutely. the 1920s. Mr. Spady came down 
and built a substantial home yes. right in the heart of what used to be called Colored Town. Yes. Um, and was well known by everybody in Delray. Wow. Everybody. Black. Well, it had to be a landmark for, for yeah. everybody. And Absolutely. I can imagine the people who would just walk or ride by on their bicycle or in their cars, you know, right. and um, just go by and just stop and look at that place. Right. And in the, you know, in the early days, there were very few cars and most of the people in the neighborhood walked where they were going or rode their yeah. bikes. Uh -huh. um, and uh, so everyone realized Spady's home. Now, the, the picture on the far right is the Williams Cottage. So okay. there was a woman who came to Delray in 1898. Okay. Her name was Susan Williams. Mm -hmm. She was a, and she came from the Bahamas. She was a nurse okay. practitioner. Wow. So she she came to Delray in 1898, and she took care of a lot of the medical needs wow. in Delray because our nearest doctor was in uh, Lake Worth at that wow. time. Okay. In later years, her daughter, whose name was Agnes Munnings, mm -hmm. built that house, that one on the far right. Okay. And uh, Nurse Susie, as she got older and couldn't live alone, she moved into that house with her daughter. Oh, wow. and, and her daughter's husband. So it has kind of become known as her home, as a Williams cottage, even though Agnes oh, wow. Munnings and her husband built that house. But that was built over near where the tennis center is now. And really? We, okay. Okay. They were planning that development. We wow. asked to preserve that house. And so the community redevelopment agency moved it over next door to the Spady house because when Mr. Spady lived there, there was nothing on that property next to him. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. exactly. Wow. Well, I tell you, Fifth, Fifth Avenue was hot when I was a kid. You know, mm -hmm. you had the Spady home, you had St. Paul, and right. and then you had the Fifth Avenue pharmacy <laughs> right there on First and Fifth. Exactly. And then, you know, on Sundays in particular, you know, we would go to a Sunday school with St. Paul, and then right before church started, we, we would get let out. I bet about 45 minutes before church started and we would go to the fifth Avenue pharmacy and all my friends who went to Mount Olive uh -huh. would meet us at the fifth Avenue pharmacy. It was like yeah. a little, you got a little 30 minute hangout between Southern school and church. Right? And he had that big candy counter. It looked big to us then because we were little <laughs> exactly. candies that stretched out far and wide. Absolutely. Sunday school money and <laughs> candies. That's yeah. right. That's right. It was so much fun. I, I, yeah. never, I will never forget those days. And, and yeah. also some of the people, um, you know, that uh, my Sunday school teachers, people who are dead and going on now, mm -hmm. you know, it's just great history. Delray mm -hmm. is just a great community. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's amazing, um, Charlie. And one of the things about uh, with me, I'm just learning some things mm -hmm. about Delray, which is, wow, you know. Right. Um, you know, being an athlete, um, of course, I can tell you everything about Anthony Penn, Greg Dobson, that group of Carver High guys from 68 to 69, right? Mm -hmm. Because I got a chance to watch them and they were my heroes, right? right? I can tell you everything about them. I can call, I can name the whole team, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I love those guys. But someone, a guy named Oswell Baldwin, mm -hmm. um, I had him on the show. He's a quarterback for Carver High, I think in 1961, 63, one of those, one of those years. And we were having a conversation. He said, Bobby, you need this information, right? Now, Mr. Pompey, um, who was really uh, Mr. Spady, gave him the right to uh, um, to start the sports program in Delray right. mm -hmm. in 1944. Mm -hmm. 
Right. And so um, that was a collection of all the sports and all the stars and some of the things that they've done from an individual perspective and also team wise. Uh-huh. And he put it in this 39 page document. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And when I got my hands on that, <laughs> so some of the men that I've, I grew up knowing that were business owners or who was just guys that I knew from the church or whatever, you know, we're in this, my, my uncle, Bobby Butler, who I'm named after, right? Uh-huh. He's an all conference center for the first Carver High football team. We're like, what? So things like that I didn't know. And so if I didn't know all the sports history, what about all the black history in Delray? I have no clue about. And see, that's one of the things that I promised when I stepped into the executive director role at the museum was Mm -hmm. that Palm Beach County children, they grow up Mm -hmm. and go through school in Palm Beach County. They may not know all of the history when they leave here, but they're going to at least know that there is history, Black history that exists. Awesome. And that if they want to know more, they know where they can come to learn more. Because when I was growing up, I didn't even realize there was Black history. In Absolutely. And um, I just, I, I can't in good conscience let our children grow up and leave and not even realize uh, that there is black history to be known right yeah. here in their own hometown. And and not just black history, rich black history. Absolutely. I mean, it's amazing. Our, our town is an amazing place. It really is. Yeah. Our town really reflects the people who came here and settled here and stayed here. Mm-hmm. It looks like us. It feels yeah. like us. Yes, exactly. Sounds like us. Yes. And yeah. I, and people from even North Palm Beach County, mm-hmm. Broward County, Miami-Dade, they all recognize that Delray mm-hmm. has that special stamp of approval of mm-hmm. its black citizens. Yes. Not only that, but the citizens take ownership of our town and we yes. do not allow mm-hmm. a lot of foolishness that goes on in other communities. That's right. We are on top of everything and we have that reputation and I'm proud of that. Oh, we all are. And it's awesome. And even now, you know, I love Delray. You know, when I left Delray in 1977, Charlie, when I went to Florida State, everybody on my team knew about Delray. Everybody on my team knew about Delray. I'm going to let them know about Delray, right? And then we got a few other guys to come up and join me and play with me at FSU. Uh Hey, listen, I I always brag on Delray. Uh When I went to Atlanta, everybody on my team, they can tell you about Delray Beach because I know one guy from Delray, right? (laughs) I was going to let them know because, in my opinion, the best football players on the planet come from Delray Beach. Right Right there in that little bit of community, right? And so I've always been a cheerleader, always loved um, the things that I knew about Delray, which Mm -hmm. wasn't a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm going to let you know about where where I come from. So listen, let's let's get into it. Mr. Pompey uh, was the founder of the Spady Museum. Mr. Pompey and, and Vera Farrington. And your mother, Vera uh-huh. Farrington. The two Absolutely. of them worked together. Wow. Actually, what, what was going on was my mother retired from teaching. And uh-huh. I, this was back in 1992. Okay. And took care of my aging grandmother for a year. Mm-hmm. And then started volunteering at the Historical Society in Delray. 
And her job was to assist researchers who came in looking for information. So Hmm. somebody came in and they wanted to know the name of the the police officers from the 1950s. Mm -hmm. She would go with them and go through the files to pull this information out. So uh, as she tells it, one day someone came in looking for their teacher Mm-hmm. From back in the 1920, 1930s. Mm-hmm. So she went to the file, found the teacher, gave the person the information. They were done. She was filing it back. And she said, well, when this person was teaching in the white school, mm-hmm. Mr. Fady was teaching in the colored school. We were called colored back, colored then. back then. Right, exactly. She said, let me see what they have on Mr. Spady. Uh-huh. And they had nothing. So she said, well, wait a minute. What about some of the other prominent people in the community? And she just started, you know, days and just started crawling through their files. Wow. And they didn't have anything. Wow. So she got with Mr. Pompey and said, did you know that none of our history is being preserved over there? So they started collecting it themselves. Good. They put out a call to the, to the elders in the community. Mm -hmm. And they started bringing their documents, paperwork, photographs, and they would meet on a periodic basis with all of their information. And they started piecing together the history of Delray from as far back as they had documentation. Wow. Okay. And then they ended up with like a room full of material. So they said, well, what are we going to do with it? We need need to preserve this somewhere. Yes. Well, at the same time, St. Paul AME had asked the city to tear down the Spady house so they could extend their parking lot. Ah, okay. <laughs> so the the committee that had been meeting mm-hmm. formed, organized formally, mm-hmm. applied for their tax exempt status, their 501c3. Okay. They got that in 96, 1996. Okay. They put together a business plan and took it to the city in 1997 Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. said basically you know the arrangements that you have with the historical society where Mm -hmm. you own the buildings but they run the museum Mm -hmm. we want to do the same thing from the spady house here's all the history of solomon spady and the house and in fact the whole neighborhood we want the same kind of setup and so in 97 the city agreed and they bought the house those two houses wow that's special going that's, yeah. that's special. Yes. Now, now let's talk about, all right, Mr. Pompey had a lot to do with, um, your, Mr. Pompey and, and your mother, Ms. Vera Farrington, um, started to collect this stuff and get it together and got it going, right? Yes. yes. Okay, so let's, before we, let's talk about the man himself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Spady. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Spady is originally from the Virginia. Townsend, Virginia. Okay. Townsend, Virginia? Yes. Okay. And he went to, did he go to Hampton University? Hampton University, yes. Okay. And then how did he get to Delray Beach from Virginia? Okay. So while he was at Hampton, he joined a national farming organization called New Farmers of America. Yes. Okay. And in this farming organization and you know, through their activities, he met the man who would become his mentor, Mm -hmm. who was George Washington Carver. Wow. Um, George Washington Carver and Booker T. Washington 
influenced quite a few of the uh, black college educated people from that time period mm -hmm. in terms of their philosophies their and their teaching styles. Okay. They all believed in teaching children not only um, subjects that you would find in school, but also life skills. Yes. They believed in educating the heart and the hands yes. as well as the mind. Yes. So they taught farming and they taught uh, manual arts, uh, home economics, um, uh, building, uh, all kinds of, you know, construction. They taught mm -hmm. all kinds of classes that they knew children would need to not only continue their education, but to have a life-sustaining skills yes. when they went into the workforce. Right. Um, Spady uh, got to the point where he was looking, he had graduated and was looking for a permanent teaching position. Mm -hmm. In the meanwhile, Del Rey was being formed and a farmer by the name of William Robinson moved to Delray from North Florida. Okay. This was in 1900. Mm -hmm. He built his home in 1901, and mm -hmm. it is still in Delray, right across the street from Mount Olive Baptist Church. Okay. He established his farm and, you know, got his family started, brought his family down, and then looked around for the school that he could enroll his children in. Wow. And as it happened, the school had been closed for lack of attendance. Wow. Because Delray was, well, most of South Florida was a farming community. Community, right. Mm -hmm. Especially in the Black community. Yes. When mm -hmm. the farming season, the harvest season began, which happened to coincide with school season. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delray residents would migrate. They were migrant farmers. So they'd mm -hmm. be gone. They'd go up to New York and New Jersey and right. areas like that to uh -huh. farm. Uh -huh. So the district would close the school. Wow. So when William Robinson was looking for a teacher, the school was closed. Mm -hmm. So it was the responsibility of the community to help find a teacher to replace him. So mm -hmm. he started writing letters to the newly opening HBCUs. Okay. You know, Hampton and Florida AM and uh, Bethune Cookman and wow. Tuskegee. So mm -hmm. one of his letters went to Tuskegee and ended up with George Washington Carver. Mm -hmm. And Carver gave the letter to Spady mm -hmm. because he knew Spady was looking for a permanent teaching position. Oh, wow. Man. And that's what brought Spady to Del Rey in 1922. Wow, wow man. Do you remember um, William? Uh, Colonel Condry? Yes. William Condry? Yes. Condry told, me, Condry told me that Spady told him mm -hmm. if his luggage had arrived when he got here, he would have turned around and gone back home. <laughs> he said because he didn't realize how uh, underdeveloped Delray was. Delray was, right. We trying to right. get our, ourselves together as a community. Right. Wow. Home if he could have, but his luggage wasn't here yet, so he wow. stayed. Yeah. Man, that's that's amazing right there. That, yeah. That's that's amazing. Guys, what's more important than peace of mind? I'll tell you what, it's nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, because let's face it, there's a bunch of them, it's more important than ever to be sure you have the best VPN you can give. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, 
most servers, and next-gen encryptions to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a flow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. So, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe, or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. So, you know, we got that strong tradition. Now, let me ask you this. Um, was Delray named Delray at the time, or was it Linton? Um, it was Delray by that time. Okay. Um, the name was changed because William Linton went bankrupt when when uh, South Florida experienced a hard freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, William Linton, who the town was originally named after, mm-hmm. uh, and who was one of the f- forefathers of the town, mm-hmm. he lost his farm. He lost everything, and oh, then wow. they changed the name of the town. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. I, that that's that's amazing, and the, and the fact that you know for someone like me. You know, thinking about guys like George Washington Carver and, you know, those are names you read in history books, right? right. <clears throat> he was one of a few black people that you would see in the history books, right? right? And so to have someone to come to Delray and start the school education program that was sent by that guy, that's a special deal. Yeah. And I think that's important for all of us, but especially mm-hmm. our children to know is some of these uh, names of these famous Black people that they mm-hmm. hear about and learn about, mm-hmm. they really had connections in almost every small community. They had something to do with the majority of the settlements uh, around U- the United States. Wow. So we have direct connections with quite a few people that, that you know you would consider to be famous or well-known. Right. Um, yeah, we 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 had like for instance Thurgood Marshall. Uh-huh. Okay. Thurgood Marshall litigated the the court case for Mr. Pompey and the Classroom Teachers Association when they school when they you know sued the school district. John I Leonard gave all of the John I Leonard was the superintendent at the time. Right. Uh-huh. He gave all the white teachers raises and no raise to any of the black teachers. Wow. 
So um, the the black teacher sued, and uh -huh. and Thurgood Marshall came down to litigate the case and wow. stayed in Del Rey at Mr. Robinson's house. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's important for for us wow. to know these things, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Man, see, that's the first time I ever heard that. Uh huh. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that's amazing. Well, we we have a strong history. I'm telling you right now. Yes, we do. Wow. So okay, so we got it all started. We got it going. And what are some of the things that y'all doing now, as far as your programs are concerned at the Spady Museum? So we are um, still doing our commemorative events, our mm -hmm. Martin Luther King uh, breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, we have been doing Juneteenth. Uh, for mm -hmm. about 10 years now, even okay. though I have to say this, mm -hmm. June 19th is not the emancip not Florida's Emancipation Day. June right. 19th is Texas Emancipation Day. Right. Florida's Emancipation Day mm -hmm. is May 20th. Okay. However, right. go ahead. Because Juneteenth has been declared a national holiday, a national holiday. Right. we're going to hold the event then, but we are going to make sure we let people know. Uh huh that Florida was emancipated on May 20th. Right. And that is the West Coast of Florida. There was no East Coast of Florida per se. Per se? During that period of time. Wow. So uh, there's a whole story around the emancipation uh, period here in Florida. Wow. And, and then it's just so much was going on back in that time as far as news traveling you know, um, you, you know, across the country, it's just a different time, right? It, exactly. It, it, it was a different time. And one of the things that I try to make people understand, I want them always to remember mm -hmm. is that if you're talking about the United States prior to the 1930s, mm -hmm. you're talking about a segregated community. Yes. There segregation was not, only in some places and not in others. Right. Segregation was universal. Yes. So if you're talking about a segregated community, mm -hmm. you need to know that there was a colored town in that community. Yes. And if there was a colored town, mm -hmm. there was a commercial hub mm. that supported that colored town. Wow. You know, I get a lot mm. of people who come to the museum and say things like, or imply, that the whole story of Black Wall Street and the uh -huh. burning uh -huh. doesn't really apply to Del Rey. And <laughs> what I have to remind them is right. it our our commercial hub was not as, as substantial right. <laughs> as the one that you're referring to, but it existed. Right. And it absolutely. was equally as important to our community as theirs was yes. community. Absolutely. So yeah, it's about that constant messaging and making right. sure people get the story straight in their minds. Right, that's true. The that's other thing we do to right. help with that is mm -hmm. we do a city tour. Okay. We take people on a bus and we okay. ride them through the five historic districts in Delray. We have oh, wow. Okay. And we only have one that is in traditional color town. Okay. So we talk about the relationship of the people when they were settling mm -hmm. there, how they got along. Right. The written and unwritten rules were. <laughs> I like and it. Both for those rules. Yeah. Wow. That's so, amazing. Yeah. We do a bus tour as well. Well, see, and that's, of course, we have our mentoring group with our children, which yeah, is. And, see, and that's, tell, 
that's telling the, 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 the city's history when you do that. Yeah, right? City history, yeah. Yeah, instead of just all right, we're gonna go outside of town, we're gonna we're gonna speak our history. We're gonna show you everything. Yes. And talk you through. Um, yes. Oh, that's that's amazing. And so history you, is history. It, it whomever is offended or gets their feelings hurt. Right. By what took place. Right. Is none of my business. Right. All I'm exactly. doing is sharing with you. Yes. What took place. Absolutely. And, and that's it, right? That's the bottom line. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. So so I was home um, a few days ago. Uh, I ran in there real quick. I wanted to go and, um, and see this exhibit mm -hmm. at the Historical Society in Palm Beach County, right? Mm -hmm. um, they honored the um, 1968 Roosevelt uh, yeah. high school basketball team yes. that um, the first year that the all black high schools can play mm -hmm. uh, with the white schools in the tournament mm -hmm. to name the real true state champion. Right. They went 27 and 0 and, um, and won the state title in, uh -huh. in, in 1968. Uh -huh. And, um, and that team was coached by Floyd Andrews, who, you know, I've had him on the show. Uh -huh. He was coaching at North Shore high school when I was in high school. Right. Uh -huh. And so, and you know, of course he did well at North Shore as well. So, uh -huh. But anyway, I, I came home to see that, and so that exhibit. And I know you, at the Spady Museum, we have different exhibits during the year, right? Yeah. yeah. So talk about the, the, some of the exhibits. Um, that so we we do have a Carver High exhibit. Okay. Uh, we have quite a few of the memorabilia from um, different students. Mm -hmm at Carver High, mm -hmm. and we have uh, information about some of the former students and um, what they have done and the careers that they have gone on um, mm -hmm. to excel in. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, an exhibit about the farming community and mm -hmm. what it was like mm -hmm. uh, that included, uh, you know, our black farmers like the Mass and Gills. Yes. Um, we have had a myriad of different exhibits that uh, do not pull in specifically local history, okay. but pull in um, Black history in general. Mm -hmm. okay. For instance, we had an exhibit that uh, spoke directly about Pahokee. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, which uh, the Glades area also likes to boast about their athletes. That's right. <laughs> um, that come from their town. And they, you know, they, they, they have the right. There have been some. Well, well they have the right. But Charlie, I got to get it straight while we talk. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> In my four years of high school and, and Atlantic High School in Delray Beach, we uh -huh. opened our football season with Glade Central. First game of the year. Uh-huh. And the second game of the year is Pahokee. Uh-huh. In my four years of high school, we did not lose to either one yeah, of them. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, now, they want to brag. They can brag. But my there four it years. <laughs> it's on the record. I it's on the record. That's what I'm trying yes. to say. But yeah, but that's a great farming community. Yeah, my, my family came to Delray on both sides. My maternal side, you know, my mom's from Quincy. Uh huh. But my they migrated from South Carolina through Georgia to Quincy uh -huh. to Delray Beach. Uh huh. And then my dad's side of the family, you know, they're from the islands. They came okay. from the Bahamas, right? Uh huh. But they came to Delray farming. Uh huh. That's right. That's how we all got there. That's right. Right. My father came from Nassau. Mm -hmm. Um, as part of the agricultural, um, uh, 
the contractual agreement that the Glades mm -hmm. had mm -hmm. with a lot of Bahamian uh, workers. They mm -hmm. brought them over. Yes. Um, it was always called on the contract, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. um, and he, uh, he came over in the 1930s mm -hmm. and started working on the Glades and would tell stories mm. about how, um, how should I call it, shock. Mm -hmm. the Bahamian men were at the way they were treated when they got here because here they are thinking they are coming over to the U.S. to right. help out, to right. assist and they're treated like you know, not even right. third class citizens. Right, exactly. exactly. So they used to, my father mm -hmm. and his friends, other Bahamian men would talk mm -hmm. about that constantly about mm -hmm. how they were treated when they got here wow. in the U.S. But Bahamians were the one of the first people groups to come here when uh, South Florida started being settled, when yes. people started mm -hmm. coming and building mm -hmm. houses along the coast. Right. Mm -hmm. the Bahamian people who came first. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got, it's a bunch of us here, right? Mm -hmm. And so like my dad and, you know, um, matter of fact, my uncle was the first police, black African-American mm -hmm. police officer in Delray. Uh-huh. Uh, Melbourne. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We call him Uncle Moody. And, um, and so, yeah, we got strong history, man. It's just been a long, a lot of folks from the islands and, you know, we all came here to work. Yes. And for a better life. That's exactly why we came. That's why we came. And I tell you what, you know, uh, nothing's easy. <laughs> no, what is it? But when you have that conviction, yes, you know, you're here, you know why mm -hmm. you're here and you know, you have every right to be here yes. Then you're not going to let there you uh, go. You know, other ideas right. stop you. And stop that's, you. Absolutely. that's, that's Absolutely. the mindset of, of Del Reyans. That's yeah. how we think. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That, that, that's so awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. So talk also, talk to me about the um, Cultural Leadership Academy at the Spading Museum. So our children, and I have to say, and, and let me clarify, mm -hmm. um, we are not an after-school program. Okay. Uh, we... And we, so we work with children of any school or after school program mm -hmm. that are interested and committed in working with us. Right. And what we do is through uh, activities and sometimes just straight up lecture, mm -hmm. we teach these children our history. Mm -hmm. They come to the museum on a monthly basis and they get a lesson. The lesson is always tied to the exhibition that we have up right. at the time. Mm -hmm. So right now we have the, the settlement period, mm -hmm. uh, strong communities emerging. We are talking about what was going on in the U.S. Mm -hmm. during the Reconstruction period. So the Civil War is over. Uh -huh. Black people are free, mm -hmm. quote unquote. <laughs> right, quote unquote. Right, because the 13th Amendment has that little hook in yeah, there. Right, right, there you go. We accept. Accept. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and so we talked to them about what was going on in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and then at the same time, what was going on in Delray. Mm -hmm. People who were coming, where they were coming from, and why they were coming, and how they contributed. Builders and medical right. professionals and, you know, um, wow midwives and yes. teachers mm -hmm. and you know mm -hmm. all of the skilled farmers all of the skills that uh, black people brought with them mm -hmm. they came to delray and how they helped to set the community up wow so our children come in once a month and they get a history lesson and then we do quarterly 
health and wellness retreats. Okay. We just had one last Saturday. Awesome. So we teach them how to handle mm-hmm. things, how mm-hmm. to handle life. We brought, right. we had a speaker in from FAU mm-hmm. who talked about self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, we had with it, another speaker who came in and talked about wealth building. Okay. Awesome. Um, so we do that on a quarterly basis. And right. then the rest of it is cultural outings and activities, mm-hmm. creating art, mm-hmm. going to live performances, mm-hmm. uh, going uh, out for meals, doing cultural activities to give our children some exposure. Yes. A couple of weeks ago, we went to the Loxahatchee Wildlife Reserve and they canoed. Oh, wow. So okay. Give give the children those cultural experiences. Yes. So when they're done with Delray, yes. they know about the history mm-hmm. and they've had they've tried a few things. They've yeah. got good at some things. They've yes. learned they like what they don't like. Right. And they have a better start when they decide to um, select their careers or their college education. Absolutely, because Charlene, it's about exposure. That's what it's about. You know, some, sometimes, you know, um, kids miss it because they haven't been exposed. And it, and it takes sometimes, it takes kids until their w- adulthood, way into their adulthood, right. where they can find themselves. Right. You know, I, I really believe um, that some pla- in some places, um, our education system fell, fell our kids. Yes. You know, because, and nowadays you look at the cost of college, Mm-hmm. You know, how can they afford that? You know, right. if they're not scholarship, right? You know, and what if they if they can get in and, and bar up to their necks, you know, how are they going to pay it back if they can't get a job? Exactly right. Because you and I both know, just because you got a college degree, don't mean you're going to get a job. Not at all. But I, there are a lot of people without a college degree that are making a lot more money than people with those degrees. Well, you know, we have I don't know how many we have. We have some billionaires who don't have college degrees. That's right. And so you know, I'm telling you, I, you know, I've been in Atlanta since 1981. Mm-hmm. I'm telling my age now. You just graduated high school in 81. That's but okay. right. <laughs> I came here in 1981. And I can remember hearing these stories or, or the Constitution, Atlanta Constitution. They were write stories about these kids who would enroll in Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. And in their dorm rooms, they start these businesses and they d- never get their degrees. Uh-huh. That's right. But they're highly successful. That's right. I mean, what are you going to school for anyway? To earn right. a living, right? When I was in college, mm-hmm. there was a young girl who, there were two young girls who always had cash. Mm-hmm. The one who could braid hair. Ah. And the one who could sew. Yes. She could hem pants, sew on buttons, sew oh on patches, the sorority patches and all those <laughs> things. Yes. Always had cash. Wow. The, all the, the ball players came to her to get their hair braided down before yes, the yes. all <laughs> and I always tell our children, you I'm t- we're teaching you these skills, Absolutely. not just so you can make something pretty, but so that you know you can do it if you need to do it. And if yes, you decide you want to do it, you yeah. have the skill already. You're Absolutely. You're Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Made his footsteps. Exactly. And so that's what it's all about. And so you think about the, the, the time when um, when our people came to Delray year, many years ago, the times that we're talking about, and early 20s and things like that, they couldn't get jobs. That's right. They had to be entrepreneurs. That's right. A lot of them, right? And that's exactly right. And then the only jobs we probably could get were, were like farming jobs and things like that. 
That's right. And we need to get back to that. Yes. We know that um, when we look back on our history, we see it as a hardship. Mm -hmm. I understand that. And a lot of a lot about uh, our history was hard, mm -hmm. but it forced us to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Yes. And now we need to come full circle and start doing that again. Absolutely. And there is a lot that we had. Mm -hmm. uh, education, I think, is one of those things mm -hmm. that we didn't realize how good we had it until mm -hmm. we opted to no longer have it. Yes. Right. We yeah. decided we wanted to desegregate our schools. Right. Because we thought that, you know, white children were getting a better education than we mm -hmm. were. Right. And uh, partially we thought that because that's what we were being told. Told. That's right. And come to find out, not so much. Not our, so teachers, much. our teachers would go way above mm -hmm. and beyond, mm -hmm. make sure that our children got the top-notch education. Mm -hmm. And that sort of went by the wayside once our teachers got dispersed throughout yes. Um, yes. the school system. Mm -hmm. So we really, I you know, history, history, um, is not in the past. History occurred, but mm -hmm. history is with us today. Today, absolutely. And, you know, if you keep looking forward and you don't learn from it, you're going to see history coming at you from the future. <laughs> That's right. It's going to repeat it. That's right. Coming right at you. Right at you. So we need to start paying closer attention mm -hmm. to the history as we walk along. Yes. Because it can benefit us. Yeah. Right? Well, listen, Charlene, just, just think about this, Charlene. The things I know, the mistakes I've made in my life, I preach to my boys. Mm -hmm. Hopefully so that they don't make the same mistake. All right. And so all I'm doing is repeating a little history. Look, we don't we don't want to go back and do this. We exactly. I've learned this lesson. So let me let me teach you what, what I've learned. Yeah. And I hope you run with it. Because mm -hmm. if you don't, you may find yourself in that same country. And I never wanted to be said that it happened because you never told me. Exactly. Because I didn't know. That's right. Yeah. You're going to know. Now, you're whether know. what you do with that, that's, that's on up, you. That's up to you. But you have to know. You have to know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, man, that, that is awesome. And so so you, you got the, the Cultural Leadership Academy. Um, and what, what do y'all do like during Kwanzaa? Y'all do a special Kwanzaa? Yeah, we do a special Kwanzaa celebration. We celebrate on day one. Okay. Um, unity. Mm -hmm. And we pull the community together. We have uh, Kwanzaa ceremonies. We educate about the meaning of Kwanzaa mm -hmm. and, and where it comes from and mm -hmm. how we should incorporate it into our lives. Yes. And then we have, uh, you know, performances and food. Mm -hmm. uh, this year... 2021, we partnered with an organization called Kwanzaa 365 Live. They're in Broward County. Okay. Their goal is to make Kwanzaa a tri-county event. Okay. And cel celebrate each of the seven days in a different county. Oh, wow. Okay. So we just began this collaboration with them in 2021. We're going mm -hmm. to continue it to see if we can't um, pull this off and make it a tri-county event celebration for seven days wow 
Yeah. That'll be nice. See, I, I gotta, I gotta start coming to Delray on some of these occasions you haven't down there, right? <laughs> you gotta pull me in, so you gotta pull me in. <laughs> Not a problem. I'll be glad to. <laughs> I, I gotta get down there. Hey, one thing for sure, I love, I love Delray Beach. And I, yeah, I, any excuse to come home, I'm ready. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ready. I don't, I don't need too many excuses. But so, tell me before we get off, we got a few more minutes left. So, talk to me about that legend in your home, Miss Vera. <laughs> wow. Okay. So she, first of all, we can't go anywhere without people running up and saying, <laughs> you were my teacher when I was in, you know, exactly. the blank. Um, you know, you never really know the impact that you have on people. Yes. Yes. Um, and, you know, for it's a blessing to live long enough mm-hmm. as long as she has lived. Yes. To be able to see her students mm. um, survive and thrive and come mm. back and thank her yes. for all that she did for them. Because, of course, none of us thought, none of us were grateful when we were getting that spanking. Oh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> of course every, not. Everybody's grateful now. And I'm now. talking black and white. Yeah. It, it, it's across the yes. spectrum. Yes. Um she she walked into this museum project not knowing what she was doing. She didn't know anything about running a museum. But what she did know was that she needed to preserve the Black history, history. so yes. she could continue to educate. Yes. So that's, that's where her wow. lifeline is, is educating children. Yes, um, absolutely. She absolutely. Knew, Mr. Pompey, too. Yes. So they knew they needed to make this happen mm-hmm. so this history could be preserved. It's the preserving of the paperwork, yes. the, the photographs, the documents, the books, and all of that. That's the only way um, the museum can maintain its credibility. Yes. Because everybody has a story mm-hmm. and can tell a story. Right. But no one can be, will no one will one hundred percent believe your story mm-hmm. until you pull that paperwork out and say, "See, it's written right here." There you go. There you go. And there so you go. That, that's the value mm-hmm. of a museum. Yes, is to preserve those stories, yes. um, and she knew that, and so she wanted to get the museum established so that she could get back to the business of educating. So she pushed through and she she reached out to everybody she had ever met for help on getting this project going. And of course, everybody came to the table. Most people who were asked, not all. Right, right, of course. Not all. There's always that. Right, right. Yep. But most people stepped up and they got the museum Mm -hmm. together. And I am so grateful to be able to continue her legacy and Mr. Pompey's legacy yes. and Mr. Fady's legacy yes. and preserving this information so that when I'm long gone, generations will be able to walk in there absolutely, and know that Delray has a re- rich, deep history. Yes. Yes. So, so let me ask you real quick then. So how do we continue to support the Spady Museum? How do we give donations and all that kind of stuff? So, there's several things. The most important thing is for our citizens of Delray mm-hmm. who 
when they lose their loved ones, it's a really, really uh, horrible time. Yes. But they have to remember to, especially when they're going through the, their documentation mm -hmm. of their loved ones, mm -hmm. remember to make a box and, and don't take it to the dumpster, donate it to the museum yes. and let museum professionals mm. sort through it. Yes. And, you know, we'll pull out the public's receipts. We don't need those. <laughs> every now and then you'll see something like a poll tax receipt. Ah. For when Black people had to pay to wow. be able to vote. Those wow. are important documents. That's key. Absolutely. That's key. So <laughs> don't throw your loved one's documents away. Away. Donate them to the Spady Museum. Yes. That's yeah. powerful. That's yeah. powerful. That's powerful. And then, of course, become a member. Yes. So that your financial contribution can sustain mm -hmm. the museum mm -hmm. year over year. Yes. Um, one person would have to donate millions of dollars to of sustain course. the museum. Yes. But a thousand people mm -hmm. would only have to donate a hundred dollars. Absolutely. Right? And if we could get 20,000, 50,000 people. It is. Remember, you're looking at a $5 donation. Yes. Every year. Yes. So become mm. a member. Yes. Put your money where your legacy mm. is. Yes. If you want Absolutely. your great grandchildren to know who your family was, that's make right. sure the organization that's preserving their story yes. is receiving your donations. Well, Those are the two primary ways that people can help. Okay, well, good. Well, let's do it. Hey, guys, y'all listen to the show tonight. Y'all got to give to the Spady Museum. And just like she said, just become a member. You know, let us all become members and support our history. You know, our history is important to us. You yes, know, And the older you get, the more important it's going to be. Trust me that, right? Trust me that. And so, well, let's get involved. Y'all just get involved with what we're doing in Delray Beach. Yes. You know, you don't even have to be from Delray to get involved. That's Some right. of you guys on this show tonight who are watching this show tonight have been to the town of Delray Beach. You vacation in Delray Beach. Mm -hmm. Always talk about it's a, such a lovely place. Mm -hmm. We're right there on the ocean line. Mm -hmm. Get involved with what we're doing and support exactly. the history of our, our, of our city. Exactly. So, yeah, so do it. And you can go to the Google the Spady Museum. Spady or go to spadymuseum.com. Right. Mm -hmm. And everything is listed that we talk about tonight. And then there you can find out how to become a member and how to support us financially. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time, this show is presented by Bet Online. Charlie, you got anything else you want to say before we get off? I want to thank you for allowing me to come on with you tonight and talk about what I love, which oh is my Delray Beach. Hey, listen, <laughs> we got to do this. We're going to do this some more, right? We got to do it again. Yes. Matter of fact, I was really upset that I didn't try to get you the first of the month. Right? Okay. And so I was hoping that it was going to work out. And, and by God's grace, it did. Yes, it did. And like yeah. I tell people all the time, I'll be black next month. So there's <laughs> no rush. I'll still no be rush. <laughs> Exactly. So listen, guys, this is our show for tonight. If you like it, comment, share it with your friends. Talk about the history in Delray Beach. It is so important, not only to me, but to all of us. And so get involved with what we're doing. This is 100 Yards of Football. I'm your host, Bobby Butler. And tonight, we had the executive director of the Spade Museum, Charlene Farrington, with us tonight. Thanks so much again for being with us. What is your favorite moment from football history? 
What teams and players are you cheering on? And who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners. Head over to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch and leave us a comment. We might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode. Tune in daily to the podcast and watch our show live every week. We are 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.